This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Prof Dirk Kotsa, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Thank you very much. So, Prof, you know, this is quite um, an interesting place, I suppose, where Ace Mahashule finds himself being found guilty of misconduct for failing to apologize to the party after attempting to unilaterally suspend President Sir Ramaphosa in 2021. What did you make when you first heard about this, um, you know, this finding? What did you make of it? Well, I, I think this is, in a sense, not one of the major issues against him, to be quite honest with you. Um, mm. I think what has been much more in the pipeline and waiting to to be de- dealt with is his court case in, in Bloemfontein. Um, and for that reason, he was supposed to step aside. He refused to do that. And then he was suspended because of that. Um, and then he became obviously very much part of the, the President Zuma group for uh, in the run-up to the national conference of last year. Um, and he became, in a sense, one of the leading figures in, in, in that faction or group, whatever you want to call that. Um, but at the same time, therefore, one of the main opponents of President Ramaphosa. And I think this is what is, is, is behind this, is, is that in, as the most senior person in the ANC, who were on that side as, as Secretary General of the ANC. He is, in my view, the Secretary General is one of the top three actually within the ANC and in charge of the organizational matters of the ANC in Lutulia. So it's an absolutely key position. And if there's someone who is not aligned to the president in that position, it creates a major headache for him. Um, and I think this is what was behind uh, these moves is to try to make sure that he will not be re-elected as the Secretary General. In some cases, he was even saying, well, I'm available to be stand as a presidential candidate. And all of that, I think, was, was the motivation why he was sidelined by the, by the top leadership of the ANC. And, I mean, you do mention that, of course, that this is not the biggest... Uh, fight that he's actually having to give and he did say that he would respond um, to the ANC with regards as to why he should not be expelled but I mean this really does not look good uh, and also with the relation that he then has with the party president Sir Ramaphosa Yes, no this, this is certainly for him uh, not to be in a good position um, the fact that it couldn't not participate last year in the national conference of the ANC. Um, the fact that he was therefore not eligible for one of the top seven positions in the ANC, in a sense, effectively sidelined him um, and took him out of the mainstream of the ANC. Um, so where he is at the moment um, is someone who is very much mar- marginalized, who is not allowed to participate in any of the ANC's activities um, and this, I would say, is now an inverted commas, actually an easier way of removing him from the ANC than waiting for the a court judgment um, in Bloemfontein, where there is the risk that he can be acquitted. If we look at what happened with the first case there, um, those who were um, charged uh, were acquitted. So there is always the possibility that he can be acquitted, and that can 
cause him to make a comeback in the ANC, although I think that's very unlikely. But with this step now, it is actually sort of jumping the gun and using this as an opportunity to expel him from the ANC ultimately. Um, and that then they don't have to wait to see what's the outcome of the court judgments. There's also then, as you you know, you mentioned now that they're not waiting for the outcome of the court judgment. It is happening in 2024. And these also then had to step aside, right, because of these charges, these corruption charges that he faces with the asbestos tender case. What would you have thought, you know, that the ANC could possibly do in a situation like this? He stepped aside. They're now finding him guilty of misconduct. But do you think that they had no other choice, actually, Prof, to but to find him guilty? I think what, what he did was, from an uh, objective point of view, from someone from outside the inner circles of the ANC, um, he, he clearly violated the ANC's constitution by acting on his own, didn't follow the procedures about how, um, and I mean, tried at a sort of, in a almost opportunistic way, tried to, to sideline President Ramaphosa. Um, and given the fact that he is the number one person in the ANC, the president of the ANC, I mean, this is simply a very high risk approach that he followed and it, it backfired. Um, it, it could have worked, and that would have been a major sea change within the ANC, but it didn't, um, and prefer, uh, President Ramaphosa prevailed. So as a, a, as a result of that, Eismar uh, Gosuli is paying the price for the failure of that strategy on his side. It was a high-risk strategy, um, and it failed. Then this, the submission, Prof. Kotsa, you know, that he says that he will make within the seven days. What would possibly happen if he does not make the written submission within seven days? Do you think they'll give him some kind of leeway? Because he really is some sort of a veteran within the party. Yes, um, I don't think they will give him leeway. Um, I think what, from a, from the, from a Ramaphosa perspective, point of view, he has become one of the main risks for him in the ANC. Uh, main threats, um, and therefore, like actually with the others, Karl Niaus, even President Zuma to a large extent, they have marginalized him. They have pushed him out of the mainstream of the ANC um, because they don't fit into the, the, the Zuma group, into the, uh, the Ramaphosa group and the Ramaphosa vision, and they are seen actually a risk for, for his continuation as president of the ANC and, and of the country. Um, and it is a type of approach, actually, that is happening with, or that has happened in the ANC and is now happening with Aisma Basule also. If you look really at what has happened, most of the Zuma-aligned persons have been removed from from the cabinet. There are very few of them left. Um, most of them have been removed from the top structure of the ANC. Most, Many of them have been removed from the national executive of the ANC. Um, there are only a few left in Parliament as members of Parliament. So, very quietly, President Ramaphosa has to consolidate his own position. I mean, the the asbestos tender case is also then coming up, you know, and that he also finds himself in quite a position when it comes to that very case. But he has denied all allegations against him. 
Yes, that is so, but and and that is why I mentioned it earlier on that what they are doing now is not to rely on a positive judgment in favour of um, that that Asma um, Gusule has been involved that they found him guilty. That becomes actually not now almost a non-event from an ANC's organisational point of view. Um, if these things that are busy happening now, if, if that comes to an, a final conclusion, then whatever happens in that court case become actually immaterial for them. Um, because there is certainly a risk that he can be acquitted or that he won't be found guilty. Um, because we've seen now that uh, so far these uh, the court cases you know, and the way in which the NPA and of them were not so successful, and, and therefore there is certainly a risk that it will not be reached the point where he will necessarily be found guilty. So, you know, when we look at Ace Mahashule's history within the African National Congress, Prof Kotsa, it spans quite a long, you know, a long while. But like you say, he will not be given the leniency necessarily. He will not necessarily rather be given the leniency should he not respond to the to the sub, uh, make a submission rather written submission to why he should not be expelled from the ANC from the party itself and would he actually if would I be correct in saying that he would be one of he would be the only he'd be the first rather the first SG or a person who held that position to actually be expelled from the party Yes, that is indeed so, um, and that that is very significant because, as I said earlier on, this is such a senior position in in the ANC, mm. um, and therefore, and look for example where three other former secretaries of generals of the ANC, they ended up becoming presidents. You know, uh, uh, President Khalemi um, Motlante, uh, no, President Ramaphosa also. Um, and then another one who's not the president, uh, Gwede Montasha, who's the national chairperson. They have all been um, in senior positions like that. So um, that that means that uh, it is an important position, uh, the, the secretary general. Mm. Um, and, and that makes it because of the influential position it has in terms of the organizational matters and the organizational uh, positioning of the ANC. It is actually the number one person. He, he is like the CEO of the ANC mm. um, and therefore deals with ANC structures on a day-to-day basis. That is an absolutely critical position. And I mean, he of course did not have the authority to even try suspend um, the party president, Sir Ramaphosa. He was then ordered, of course, to apologize and he refused to do so. And that's how then he found himself in this, in this position where he's been found guilty of misconduct. That in itself, very telling. Yes, that is so. And if we go back to that time, you know, it, it was at a, at a point where the, it was so finely balanced, the situation between, on the one hand, President Zoom, Gramaposa's um, position, whether he was actually in full control of, of his position as president of the ANC and national president, or whether those in favor of President Zuma and Dr. Lamini Zuma and others, whether they will have sort of the, the final control over the ANC and the, the key elements within the ANC. 
and 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 that was a test. Uh, what happened? What Isma Bishule did then was was testing actually, where they did his side stand in 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 the balance of power, if we can use that term, within the ANC. Um, and it was clear that President Ramaphosa prevailed, but it wasn't so so convincingly um, at that point in time. And that is why once they had the upper hand, they had to to go through. Um, to the to sort of the natural conclusion of it, and that is to to suspend uh, Aisma Gusuli, um, which, from an organisational point of view, is a very radical step to take. Uh, again, because of this very key position of it. And we do know that at the time, Prof. Um, Kotsa, it was because um, Mahashule had said that you know he was suspending him from the ANC, the Ramaphosa. That is in accordance with the party step aside resolution and like you say it was really it was really a test it seems right yes no it, it was certainly i mean i, I think we are I've, I've started to forget about that time mm. of how uncertain it was you know who are actually the dominant side within the anc is it on president ramaphosa and his supporters or president zuma and dr Lamini zuma and and isma gusule and and their supporters um and I, I think this was, and because it was so relatively close to the national conference, it was absolutely decisive. It was, in a sense, the choice about what will be the the, the immediate future of the ANC was actually taken there, at that point in time of who will prevail under that those circumstances. The the step taken by Isma Gusule or President Ramaphosa, who called on. The, the sort of the constitutional procedures of the ANC, um, because it, it, one can say it was almost a, an attempted coup from the side of of Aisma Kusuli in order to take full control of of the ANC at that moment. Mm, and it it also seems like he was never ready for the the you know the backlash that was coming after he sent that letter out. Yes, I I think. You know, looking back at it, he possibly will concede that he overestimated his position in the ANC and his influence and how he, what he could achieve. But it was desperate times then because they they knew that it was if if something if there wasn't a sort of this extraordinary type of intervention, President Ramaphosa would prevail, and we will be re-elected as the president. And that was the key issue is how to prevent President Ramaphosa from being re-elected. Because if he is re-elected, then the others will follow. The other positions um, in the what later become the top seven now would be, to a large extent, be then pro-Ramaphosa persons also. So that was an absolutely key moment um, for for the ANC. Um, and therefore, the, they were willing to, to raise the risks so very high um, that it was either succeeding or, as as it happened now, failing. Mm. In conversation with Professor Dirk Kotzer, Professor in the Department of Political Sciences at UNISA, we are speaking about Ace Mahashule being found guilty of misconduct, but also his relationship, really, with President Sir Ramaphosa and his long-standing uh, membership within the ANC. And let's continue our conversation. Prof. Dirk Kotzer, Professor in the Department of Political Sciences at UNISA. Prof. Kotzer, um, you know, what my biggest question, right, with what has happened now with Esma Shule, 
together with the ANC and where he finds himself now within this home that was that has been his political home for a number of decades now is what message is the ANC sending out to others that are in the party? Yeah, this is a difficult question, you know, because I think there are different ways in which they will understand it. Um, the, on the one side, they will say, well, this is about enforcing discipline within the party. The other side will say, well, this is about intolerance for different opinions within the, the party. Um, that it is also about trying to uh, marginalize or, or take out persons who have been um, not necessarily on the side of, of President Ramaphosa, um, and that it is therefore a, a demonstration of, of political power, of, of trying to develop a sort of a monopoly of power within the ANC. So there, there are certainly very different uh, ways in which it uh, it, it will be understood um, of, of what this meaning is. And I think it will also depend where you where you come from. Um, and, for example, if you are from the free state, I guess there will be more sympathy for him than if you are from maybe some of the other provinces. Um, so these are all elements, I think, which contribute to having that there's not one common understanding of, of what this means, of, of what is happening at the moment. Mm. And of course, then, you know, his relationship as well, as you've mentioned, you know, he may have a bit more sympathy from those who are from the free state, but his relationship as well with members of the ANC um, and the faction that he belonged to, first of all, Prof Kotsa, um, when we also look at, you know, this very situation, of this, um, of him being found guilty of misconduct, but also when he appears or when he goes to court for this asbestos case, you know the the, the support does not seem to be as much. No, no, I think that's you know this is un- unfortunately political reality where we, but you see all over the world actually it's not unique to South Africa. Is once a person is not anymore in an, an solidly positioned but in a particular position in an organization or a political party, then people move on. Uh, they don't necessarily keep their loyalty uh, with that person, uh, but they, they reposition themselves. And I think this is one, the side that it already happened with President Zuma to a large extent. Um, it happened with other leaders within the ANC. Now it is uh, happening with uh, Aisma Gashule also over time. Because the, the way in which the ANC has functioned over time, uh, lately, or over time now, is, is that it has to do with units, with networks within the ANC. And these networks work together. Um, and such a network only, you can be in, in charge of such a network only if you have political power that you can distribute or share with others, as well as in some cases material benefits. Um, and if you are not in a decision-making position anymore, um, and and simply um, a person who has who is a former leader, um, you your status is that of only a former leader. Whether it is President Mbeki uh, or uh, the former president or deputy president Khalema Motlante or others, um, they play a completely different role. They don't play anymore a party political role. They are more of um, uh, elder statespersons. Um, in, and if you would leave the party in under the cloud like now with Aisma Gashule, then you are basically out. You are in the political wilderness to a large extent.
And so, you know, when he appeared in court um, recently, he did, of course, speak to the media and really just responded to allegations that he planned to form his own political party. Um, and he said that he will remain a loyal member of the governing party. But now things like this, of course, shifting that thought if he does get expelled. Yes, um, I think, you know, it, it sounds very similar to what happened around about 2019 with parties like the African Transformation for a mm. Movement, the ATM that was formed, which was formed around religious groups in, in, so in, in KwaZulu-Natal, but essentially very close to President Zuma also. Um, and I think what what we are seeing now is that the terrain of politic, new political parties are so crowded um, from different sides that to have another political party over and above, for example, the ATM that was formed, um, uh, plus in parties across the board coming from more the side of the DA and those who moved away from the DA, there's simply no space left for it. So I think in this case, if he tries to do that, it will actually be the end of his political uh, growth or his political career in a very formal way also, um, because it will become a very, very, very small party of less than 1%. Make any impact on it. So it's out. Prof Kotsa? Oh, my. The network is really letting us down with Prof Dirk Kotsa. Um, as he speaks about if Ace Mahashule ever decided to create a political career, that, you know, it would really be the end of it, of his political career. Let's try Prof Kotsa. Prof, are you there? Prof de Kotsa? Give us a call, 0861-987-000. That's 0861-987-000. Tweet us at powerfm 987 at Tsukumaachi underscore <laughs> apologies, I really just forgot. At Tsukumaachi underscore. Um and let us know what you make of what the prof has been saying. Um because I actually want to ask him then, you know, if he says that if the political party is created by Ace Mahashule and it could then be the end of his career, but what is happening now, could that not also possibly be the end of the career of political career of Ace Mahashule? You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.